0: even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at Chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's Chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Calling all Stu's Wrestling Podcast fans. This is your opportunity to help
1: out Stew. Vote for Stew's Wrestling Podcast in the BBC Sounds Listener's Choice Awards. Head to www.britishpodcastawards.com. The winner will be announced on Saturday, the 11th of July, 2020 at the British Podcast Awards. Don't forget to smack down a vote for Stew's Wrestling Podcast before midday 6th of July. you're listening to Stu's wrestling podcast established 2019 direct from the north wales coast his verbal skills definitely outweigh his wrestling ability it's time for british wrestling's sharpshooter your host Stu palmer It's episode 37. It's part two with TJ Wilson, aka Tyson Kidd, who is now a WWE producer. So let's get right to it. Part two with Mr. TJ Wilson. Tyson Kidd. Enjoy. Did you know um I'm sure you're aware of Neville Pack years yeah. ago? Yeah. Uh just but Teddy the- Hart
2: Teddy Hart wrestled him years ago and would always, always, always um sing his praises and always um talk about him and how great he was and had nothing but good things to say about him so when i when i met when i met neville for the first time we already kind of had that kind of correlation and then i knew right away that you know this and when i when i saw those old matches when he still was like kind of this skinny guy then i meet him and he's this like jacked man and i was like yo you have the same name as the guy that wrestled teddy but are you really the same guy like yeah, man. He, he is awesome. He, uh... Stood. Unbe- unbelievable. Like, unbelievable. One of the... He's such a great guy, too. I, I, I have nothing. I have nothing but good things to say about him. It's that match at, um, It's the match at
1: 1PW in 2006 with AJ. Oh, uh, yeah. I remember seeing that. I remember seeing that. I was just like, oh, my... This yeah. guy. This guy's going to make it to the big leagues. I could tell a mile off. And that, yeah, yeah, that's that's wrestling AJ. It's just like yeah, yeah, incredible, incredible. Yeah. Who you're else? Right. Did, who just going back to you? Sorry, who who else in your tenure at NXT? Whichever guys did you enjoy mixing up with? I know you've listed a few.
2: Yeah, so then um, I wrestled Dash Wilder once, just in a short singles match. I enjoyed I enjoyed him obviously. Um, I'm trying to think. It was funny because I kept kind of wrestling the same guys. Like I kept wrestling like Finn and Hideo or like I wrestled Corbin. I wrestled Corbin on the first, uh, the first NXT show that was in Columbus outside of uh, the first, the first show outside of Florida. And um, he was supposed to be the baby face and i was supposed to be the bad guy. And the audience wasn't having it, but, but I'm a professional. I did my job. And, uh, but I really, I really like wrestling Corbin and we're, we both have a lot of respect for each other to this day. I really like Corbin. I think he, I, I could tell the same thing back then. Like I showed up, uh, I was tag team champion at the time. So I just had done like Friday live event, Saturday live event, Sunday live event, Monday TV, Tuesday TV. Then Cesar and I drove wherever TV was. We Then we went to Columbus and we did Columbus and um, I wrestled Corbin. And so this is like day six in a row. And uh, I was just, I, I, he was still, kind of green at the time in terms of he hadn't been wrestling a very long time, but he was, he was, uh, much farther along than he probably should have been. And he, I was just happy that I showed up and he had a lot of ideas for our match. And he was excited about the match, which gave me some energy that I desperately needed. And, uh, uh, it was good. Uh, I'm trying to think who I really, I, I got a lot out of watching, uh, the tag team division kind of come up at that time, Blake and Murphy and the Villains and, um, Revival weren't quite a team yet, but they were doing stuff. I think in promo class, but they weren't quite featured on NXT yet during my time there. Uh, and seeing the rise of the women—Sasha, um, Bailey, Charlotte, Becky, of course—I've known Becky since two thousand five. So to see the rise of them was really cool. And the couple of NXT shows I did, and like the like the live event once, and I'd see them on these live events, killing it killing it so i was like okay they're not just they're not just having good tv matches they're having good matches every day these these girls so it was very cool to see um that's i remember flying to abu dhabi and i got there and the time different just whatever uh, i get real bad jet lag but I, I think my sleep is not great on best of times anyway but uh i remember waking up and i was like oh there's takeover right now i was like i should probably try to go back to sleep and i was like well I want to see what these girls do in this four way compared to our four way. So I turned it on and watched watched it live. I was watching Takeover live. I don't know the time difference. It was like five a.m. or something in, in Abu Dhabi, and I'm watching that the women's uh, fatal four way match live because I, I was that I was that invested in what they were doing.
1: Oh man, just going back just because my mind's going yeah. back, when you're telling me stuff, Tyler Breeze. I'll, I'll echo I'll echo what you you say. Obviously. Worker, worker standpoint, you get it, and I'm sure you get it from yeah. a fan standpoint as well. Sure. The match, the match with Liger at Takeover. Oh yeah.
2: Very underrated. I, I big, loved it. Big time. I loved I remember it. Text, he was texting me, and I was very excited that he was wrestling Liger because. Yeah. Well, it's funny. I, I wrestled Liger a lot of times in tag matches, six-man tags, eight, never in the singles. But I, I remember, like, someone asked me, how many times you wrestled Liger? Like, I know the number. i wrestled him 18 times. I've wrestled Liger 18 times. Breeze wrestled him once, but it's the one time it's a singles match that I've never had. But uh, I remember texting with them and I was really excited for him. And I thought, in terms of a guy he's never even met before, and he's never locked up with before, I thought they went out, out there, and I thought they had, like you said, a very underrated match. Yeah, and yeah. I, thought it, I thought it was awesome. And I think it goes to show, uh, we we know how we as fans and we as performers we know how good Liger is. We've seen his body of work over the last thirty years. We it's get really. that, yeah. But it's good to see, like, a, for me, a guy like that I know that I believe in, a guy like Tyler Breeze. It's good to see him have that kind of performance.
1: It's just like I, you know, if someone asked me to a Mount Rushmore, I just couldn't. Oh. Okay. I couldn't do it because there's too many guys. There's guys that didn't get the titles, but were just yep. in- incredible. I can't. Someone puts me on the spot. Yeah, I. It's going to be a top fifty, top sixty. I just
2: couldn't. <laughs> yeah. it's so funny you say that. I'm not. I'm not far off from you. When people talk about a Mount Rushmore, I'm like, okay, so four people. Even if you want to say five, I don't know. I don't know who to put there. It's just. I, you're making me leave off. You're making me leave off people that I admire and really look up to that I think <laughs> like if, if I call only name four or five, then number six is the guy that I probably, a guy or a girl that I probably think is, you know, absolutely untouchable as well, but I can't put them on because you're right. I'm with you. It's a, it might be 50 or 60. I want to talk, I want to talk
1: to you now, obviously going back to the main roster and you and Cesaro, you and Cesaro
2: together, man. I, I loved it. I loved it, man. It was so funny. Uh, so, Probably you weren't there, but since uh, you were at SummerSlam '92, and I mentioned WrestleMania it, uh, uh, 26 in Phoenix, what are the odds that you were at um, <clears throat> SmackDown in Liverpool in 2014? No. That, would that have been
1: the tour, the first tour of the year, or the November run? The November. You, you're not going to believe this. You know the, you know the photos I sent you on Messenger before. I don't know if you saw him. Yep. That yeah, with the, what, the I, I turned down a ticket for SmackDown, but I was at Raw the night before. That's me and you in Liverpool. Then that's from Raw? And I wasn't at SmackDown, which you're going to tell the story.
2: Uh, I turned down yeah, a
1: ticket. So, I turned down a
2: ticket. I'm not even joking. Because on Raw, I wrestle Adam Rose. I have a short match with Adam Rose on yeah. Raw. And SmackDown the next night, I wrestle Sami Zayn on main event. And then about an hour later, we have this triple threat match with Dolphin and Cesaro. Um, i've gotten a lot of not i the three of us have gotten a lot of praise for this for this match and it was funny because it just was like it was like a it was like a regular tv day where you show up and i don't know what i'm doing it's not like i knew about this match two weeks in advance and i have time to kind of come up with some stuff it just was like hey tj wrestling sammy on main event two segments and i'm like okay cool and they're like and then i see uh johnny laurinitis and he said hey, TJ, uh, I have you guys, uh, you Cesaro and uh, Dolph. You guys have three segment triple threat match, and I was like, "What? Hold on!" But I have this, and I, at that point, I'd already been used to wrestling doubles and stuff, so I was like, "Okay, okay, let's let's do this." And uh, man, that match! I've watched it a lot of times when I when I had my neck in dread, a lot of friends come and visit me, and like thanks to the network where I can easily just access these matches. So i I've, I've watched that triple threat so many times, and it just what I love about it is that, like I said, we didn't have much time to put it together. We just The truth is we kind of played around with a couple of things. They knew that I had a singles match prior, so they kind of had ideas in their head. I had my match. I met with them. I remember we were in the trainer's room. We turned off the monitor, and we, we put together this match probably 20 minutes before we went out there. And I, I don't know why. I, just, I, don't, I don't know why it worked the way it worked. I don't on paper it shouldn't have worked out as well as it did if if you if you talk about preparation and things of that nature especially three guys but i think man, man and like those guys had like a little program at the time i just like somehow got inserted into this match i they'd actually like wrestled at the pay-per-view before that or something like they did a two or three falls match they had some stuff i i had nothing to do with their stuff <laughs> i just was thrown into this triple threat but the one thing i did notice was Uh, that Cesaro and I had really good chemistry in terms of like double teams and timing and things of that nature and uh, three weeks later we get the same thing I show up at TV I believe in like Tulsa, Oklahoma and uh, we're I see so WWE social media says that we're in a tag gauntlet and it's myself and Cesaro and I was like uh, are we a team now? like I I don't know like if we are cool. And I'll, if you give me an assignment, I'm going to put, I'm going to put a hundred percent to it, but are we a team? Or are we just a team tonight and never to be spoken of ever again? I don't know. At that time, I don't know. So, uh, you know, we went out there and we, we didn't talk about a lot of stuff that we did like at one point he's like choking one of the Usos on the ropes. The ref goes to him, I kick the Uso in the head and like, and and maybe vice versa. Maybe we did it twice. And in the back, he's like, you know, it's so funny. I didn't – we didn't call that. He's like, but you just knew exactly, like, what I was doing. And he's like – he said, and I like that you didn't try to throw, like, five kicks to really get your point across because then the ref's going to turn around and see you. And then, like, and, you know, you're just caught in a bad situation. He's like, you just did one. I don't know. We just had a funny chemistry right off the bat. And then that night was the um, – Vince's podcast with Steve Austin where he mentioned Cesaro specifically. So now on the drive, I'm wondering, should I team with Cesaro? Like, is he not what? I don't understand. Because I I was kind of, before that, I was kind of in my own weird realm. I was, like, managing Natty, and I was, like, doing stuff in the girls' matches. And, like, like there's a match where, like, Natty wrestles Nikki, and Natty knocks Nikki off, Bella off the ring apron, and I catch Nikki and, like, put her back on. Like, I I was involved in these girls' matches that normally the guys aren't really allowed to do. So, like, I was kind of in, in the people who were chanting... Uh, Natty's husband. So I kind of was in my own weird realm of, in terms of what I was doing, and I was like, "Do I want to not do this?" In terms of like, I love Cesaro, and I I, like later on I really really love him. But I was like, and then I thought about it for a second, and I said, "You know what? When we go to these towns, say like obviously Europe, but say like New York and L.A. and Chicago, they love this guy, and." Now they're going to be so much more behind them that that Vince said these comments about him on the podcast. I was like, no, this is a great thing. And the next, we team up the next day, um, the next day on SmackDown, we team up in a real short match against the New Day. And the next week we're on, we have a match on main event against um, the Matadors, Los Matadors. And we're in Detroit. And man, Cesaro's music hit. And the place went crazy. And I, I, I like, I just said to myself, like, I knew it. I knew like, I knew this was going to start this, like fans already liked it. And this, I knew this was going to start like even a bigger, like surgence of these fans really being vocal about how much they like Cesaro. And like I said about that European tour after uh WrestleMania 31, man, we were in Germany uh, for two shows and like, they were doing like soccer chants, football chants for Cesaro. And, and then they liked me, just because I'm his friend. Like it was, it was insane. This the reactions in Germany. One of the matches on YouTube. Hopefully, now that I said it, hopefully it doesn't get taken down because I enjoy watching it. Because it's a WWE match, obviously, but it's a fan recorded. It's the 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 the, the atmosphere and the yeah. crowd is, nu- is nuts. Is man. I don't know. We just have this weird chemistry. Yeah. I don't know where, I don't know where it came from. I don't know. In a, in a good way, there, there's good ways and there's bad ways. I think in a good way, we had, um, I, I, I'd mellowed out a little more than him. At that time. times, I definitely had a bad chip on my shoulder in terms of um, wanting to prove myself. Now, at this point, I'd had my NXT run and I, I was in a more mellow place. Cesaro was in a more positive chip on his shoulder type place. And, um, I don't know, I think we both just kind of had something to prove and we went out there and, um, I don't know, man. I don't know why it clicked the way it clicked. And it just, it did. And next thing you know, like, two and a half months later, we're winning the titles, tag titles from the Usos. And, like, I don't know, man. We were just, I was just having so much fun. Like, I really, like, they talk about, like, wrestling supposed to be fun. Like, I was, man, my last year in the ring, I was having the most fun of my whole career. So, in terms of my in-ring career coming to an end, um, would I have liked it to go on longer? Yes, absolutely. But at least it didn't end the year prior, where I didn't have this chance to get that body work in NXT and do this do this yeah. run with Cesaro. So I'm very grateful for that.
1: Stars, just to go back, you were saying about you coming together and it worked. Stars aligned. Yeah. Stars aligned yeah. for the pair of you. Like you know, uh, I I loved it. I, I like the I like the little man, big man. You know, tandem. That's yeah. And I think I work best. I work best in
2: that situation.
1: Obviously, you did it. You did it with with Harry. So yeah, it's just what it's what you know. But the pair of you, man. Honestly, me and the guys, me and the big, big staunch wrestling fans who've gone to WrestleMania. yeah, we've gone to WrestleMania many times. There's a lot of us. Everyone, I'm, I mean this now. that Tyson, Tyson and Cesaro, incredible. Everyone, everyone.
2: Man, that means a lot to me. It really does. Um, <clears throat> what I love about that is we literally teamed for six months exactly. We teamed from December 1st, 2014, and then I got hurt uh, June 1st, 2015. We, we teamed for six months to the day, and like, people still talk about it, and it was five years ago. And so that means the world to me. It really means the world to me because, my, like I said, I was riding that wave. and I, don't, like, I, I did an interview for uh, a friend back home. And he asked me if I knew of any like long-term creative that we were going to do down the road. I knew nothing. I just knew that like I was coming to work and I was really happy and it was really fun teaming with Cesaro. And uh, he made my job so easy. (laughs) Cesaro made my job so easy. I didn't have to be, I didn't have to be the quarterback anymore. I could just kind of be the guy that you tell me the plays and I'll just go run them. And uh, a lot of times in my career, I was being the quarterback. And now I, Now I didn't have to be. And it was fun, man. It was just literally so much fun.
0: Is wrestling fixed? I didn't know it was broken. This is Bill Apter. And in my book titled, Is Wrestling Fixed? I Didn't Know It Was Broken. You can find out all the backstage stories. What is Vince McMahon really like? What's Triple H... Really like. How about my relationship through the years with Ric Flair, The American Dream, Jerry the King Lawler, and much more? Go right now to Amazon.com or any place you buy your books and look for Is Wrestling Fixed? I Didn't Know It Was Broken by Bill Aptor. See you at the matches. GTG, often imitated, but never duplicated. Kind of broad at the shoulder, narrow at the hip. No other promotion. Give us any lip. We the best of the best, the beasts of the east.
2: S-O-S. simply out of sight. G T G. When well, he said, "Good times guarantee.
1: to I'm trying to. I want. Am I all right? Am I all right to ask about the injury? Yeah, yeah. We can talk about it. Just, I want. Just out of respect. Like I didn't. You know. Yeah. I don't I don't want to just wade in, wade in there, and say. Nope. Hey, yeah, just obviously we're all we're all we're all gutted. I know. Yeah, we're all we're all gutted, man, over here. My my, my close friends. Uh, just yeah, just if you could talk about the injury in the match with Joe. Thanks for thanks for talking about it as well. Yeah, yeah, no problem. Um,
2: so I guess there's some particulars I can't really get into. No, no. Um, but what happened was. Um, when we hit, when we hit, uh, I just, I, I, uh, I had it, uh, was had temporary paralysis and, um, and then at the hospital, uh, you know, things were, they said it was like very bad. They had to transfer me to a different hospital, one that specialized in my neck and I uh, sorry specialized in, um, in cervical cervical procedures. Um, then the doctor came in in the morning. Uh, he said that they wanted to do emergency surgery, and um, we we weighed out our options. And I got a, ended up getting an airlift back to Tampa, where actually this um, amazing surgeon happened to be, and it just happened to be where I live. So we thought killed two birds with one stone. So bring me here to Tampa and get my surgery here. Uh, so the surgery. Um, it was it was supposed to be two hours but it was about four and a half hours long. He had, he said he had to go through a lot of the muscle in my neck and he had to go through it very carefully. And um the injury is very close, very similar to like Christopher Reeves yeah injury. And um he told me like my head was like a bobblehead basically when he went in there. And uh he just said like he he said outside of God, he said he would have to say that if he was gonna attribute like to science why why i was okay from this injury was the muscle in my neck kind of kind of held everything together and kept things in place so it didn't get worse but uh you know when and it took me a long time to heal uh with my with i don't my only other injury prior to this was i tore my knee uh in 20 the end of 2012 and uh with my knee you could re, i could rehab it and i could the I had to obviously let it kind of heal and run its own course, my knee. But I could rehab it and I could kind of control it getting better. But with <clears throat> with my neck was the opposite. I just had to wear this neck brace all day long and uh, let the bone fuse over the 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 work that he put in there, the the metal and the screws and the rods. I had to just they, and they place a, a piece of bone and then your body grows its own bone over that. And I just had to let it take its course. So I, it's the opposite of my knee. With my knee. I was training three days a week at this rehab place for hours. They loved when I would come in there and they've since said like I was one of the hardest guys they've ever, hardest training guys they've ever had. Uh, with my neck is opposite. I'm not even supposed to move my head. I just sit on my couch for, um, well, a few weeks prior to the surgery and then three months post-surgery. So almost four months and just like sitting around with a neck brace on, watching my neck get really skinny um, and just hoping that, it heals properly and that the bone goes over the fusion. Uh, It sounds so weird. I've explained this to people. Um, Wrestling, like it sounds so weird to say, like the normal wrestling neck surgery, the fusion is about like C5, C6, C7 in that round. Mine is my C1 and C2 are fused. The very first two discs in my neck are fused together. So I got a lot more range of motion back than I was supposed to, but right off the that, you're supposed to lose 50% side to side. I have pretty decent side to side. Um, it's not obviously as fast as it used to be, but um, I can get by easily in my, in my daily life for the most part. Um, took me about two years to kind of like heal and figure everything out. And, and um, uh, I kind of knew right away that um, my in-ring career was over. I kind of knew that second. Uh, I didn't, I didn't face that right away. I waited. I waited and waited and just to see. But I knew like when people were like, hey, like, basically, I actually, <clears throat> a guy not too long ago saw the scar on the back of my neck. And he said, oh, did you have a, a stint put in? I said, no, I had a C1 and C2 fusion. I said, the disc that holds my C2, uh, sorry, the ligament that holds my disc, my C2, ruptured. And, and um, the C2 hit the spinal cord. Then he told me, "Oh, he's like, oh, you, so you almost had an internal decapitation, which is true. That's 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 what uh, it was close to yeah. being." Um, so it took me a long time to heal, and I and I knew, <clears throat> I knew when I landed, I knew I was probably never wrestling again, or that I wasn't wrestling again. And it took me a while to kind of maybe come to grips with it. When you do it, I wrestled for almost exactly twenty years, July nineteen ninety five to June yeah. two thousand fifteen, and I could look at it one way that I was just. Starting to get, start really starting to get ahead in that last year, my body of work, and I was really starting to get ahead with things. I could look at it and be bitter, or I could look at it and be positive and be happy that at least I got that year, and it didn't happen a year prior or two years prior, or or I never got signed. I mean, if you, I mean, I know you know, I I don't want to live life like that, but I, I am very grateful for that last year that I got, and it took me about two years to heal and um, work things out with myself and with the company and with myself like mentally. And then um, uh, when I took the role as a producer, I started in LA in June, I believe June, I think June 26, 2017. If that's a Monday, then that's the day I came back. It's the day that uh, the ball family was there as the guests of raw. Anyway, I first guy I found, um, I I went to the production meeting and the first talent I found uh, was Samoa Joe. And I, pulled him aside and uh we had a good talk and I let him know that at no point during any of this did I ever uh have any ill feelings towards him or any uh any anger towards him. I know there was no malice. He wasn't trying to hurt me. He wasn't like, watch this, I'm gonna hurt him. I know that was not the case. I mean and to the point yesterday he sent me a text and asked me if I wanted to come over and watch UFC at his house. Like we're I'm good I'm good with small Joe. He came to the hospital that night. Um, yeah. we would test frequently uh, he's a class act, man. I we spoke then, and, and you know we we would talk through text uh, throughout. And um, in some weird way, our careers are always going to kind of be intertwined. But um, and you know maybe that's a good thing. I don't know. Uh, but, you know it could it could have been worse. So I'm just I'm just thankful yeah. that that it wasn't. And I'm what's very funny so i've almost found like a new well not i almost i have found a new love in, in what i do as a producer and i um in in a lot of ways uh it's really weird but i get more fulfillment out of what i do now than almost than i did i mean not always but, but may, maybe may, maybe just or at least just as much but i think more i get more fulfillment now than i did as a talent it's very weird it's so hard to explain because I, i'm very proud of I'm very proud of the hours I put in as a, as a wrestler and I'm very proud of the body of work that I have. And I'm very proud of my reputation amongst, amongst the talent and amongst the fans that have met me. And I'm very proud of um, uh, that. I believe I always cared myself as a professional and I, but at the same time, what I do now, I, I have a genuine love for and I, I didn't know that I would. And I think I was almost kind of forced into this obviously. And turns out like, I, I love it. I love
1: it a lot. It's cool, man. Thank you, thank you for sharing that. Um, I think there's, no. a lot of young, there's a lot of young talent, especially here in North Wales. You just, it just shows you the reality when you get in that ring and what you know what can happen. And these guys training. So, thank you, thank, yeah. you, for share, thank you for sharing that, man. I appreciate you talking about that very personal matter to yourself and your career. No, my
2: but- we all go through things like that. Like um, when I was in the hospital, I wasn't on any painkillers or anything. They're just checking my um, my blood pressure and my uh, heart rate. And I, it had been like two days and they're waiting on this airlift to take me from San Antonio to Tampa. And I was like starting to get irritable. And I was like, hey, like you guys are just checking my vitals. I get it. But like I'm sitting in this bed. It's really uncomfortable. The bed at my house and my home is really comfortable. And, like this TV is like, not good. And I have a really nice TV at home. Like, I don't want to be here anymore. And then um, the guy's like, sir, I can't, let you, I can't let you leave. And I said, well, you can't keep me here. I, I literally, like, I'm just getting stir crazy. I just have to get out of here. And they were like, please, please. And then this woman came in. And then uh, she's the one who said, she's like, sir, your injury is very similar to Christopher Reed." She said, the truth is, your C2 controls your breathing. And you should have um, suffocated to death on impact. And she said, ninety, ninety-five 95% of people don't survive this. And of the 99, the 99%, so of that 90, so 95% of people don't survive. So of the 5% do, she said the 99% of that five are then, um, generally, um, paraplegic. She's like, for some reason you're able to walk your, your full function of your limbs. Like, please just like, let us help you. And then like that literally put everything into context and like i was like putty and i was like all right like i, I i'm yours whatever you guys need to do you have to do it but and I, i'm you're not gonna hear another complaint out of me so um they really put things in perspective and uh sometimes we have to go through these things and you really kind of like put your like i've learned life is like i see life very different now than i did prior and it's not as fast now and it's not like
0: mm,
2: not everything sometimes like I would let little things kind of be the end of the world but they're not and I realized they're not not the end of the world because like I survived something pretty crazy I don't know I don't know like how or or even why but uh I did and um I realized that the the things that I used to think were the end of the world literally have no effect on me whatsoever in, in like in my life today so I mean it is what it is
1: I remember, uh, I remember reading the percentage, as you've said. Yeah. I was just like, I, 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 just so, just so glad. I was just so glad you're still, you're still here, man. Honestly, I mean that. I mean that. You know, uh, I couldn't believe, I, I, I couldn't believe the percentage, like that. Neither, neither. It's,
2: it's, it's just like when I think about it, and say it.
1: By the grace, by the grace of God, like you know, yes. just uh, right. <laughs> I want I wanna talk to you now about. Um, Modern day wrestling that I think sure. maybe, maybe can we talk about stuff outside the WWE? Am I allowed to? Uh, yeah,
2: if, if uh, I mean, the truth is, if I'm knowledgeable about it, I'm I'm so in a WWE bubble right now. I mean, I'll try. I, I don't know. I don't know what I even know outside of WWE at the moment in terms which, of wrestling.
1: Which guys? I'll start with outside the WWE. Which guys outside of WWE do you enjoy watching
2: in current wrestling? Current products. I mean, I'm always going to be a fan of like I'm friends with like a, a lot of a lot of guys in in this business so I'm always going to be a fan or keep an eye out on guys matches like I'm always going to watch Neville's matches and I get along great with Cody Rhodes you know, with Cody The Young Bucks like so I'm always going to watch their stuff um in terms of that I watch wrestling all the time but uh and I, I there's a lot of like I know there's a lot of like up and coming people like, uh, I try to keep an eye on like recently I came across, um, his name's Akira. I can't remember his last name. He's a, he's an Italian kid that's in all Japan right now in the dojo. And someone sent me a link to this video of him training in the all Japan dojo. And then I like followed him on on Instagram and I sent him a DM. And then like, then we DM each other a bunch and he sent me matches. He wants me to watch his and I'm going to watch them for him. And just like, uh, so like I, but I didn't know I didn't know who he was. I still I've watched a little bit of one of the matches. I haven't finished it yet. But like uh, so, there's like a lot of guys like that that I just don't know who they are until someone kind of brings them to my attention. And I like a lot of my friends will tell me about like certain English like guys on the indie scene that I don't that I just don't know. I just don't know who they are. Like they're real young or they're real new, and it's not an insult to them by any means. But I just oh, don't no. know a lot of them. It's, I,
1: I want to, I'll be partial, I'll be partial about it. Oh, yeah. Uh, it's just incredible, the amount of independence now. Uh, yeah. T, TNT in Liverpool, It. they, they term it the um, biggest secret, but it, it's, not, it's not a secret, man. Um, aside, aside from what's going on at the moment, but I'm not going to talk about that. Um, there's some great guys, there's some great guys. Yeah. Uh, honestly, and... Um, it's a great time to be a fan if you if you can't get over to america
2: um yeah it's perfect Man, it, it looked like it was especially right before this um this whole quarantine it looked like it was really i mean it, for the last few years it wasn't like it just started no no but it looked like that scene was really exploding
1: a lot of them have um a lot of them have followed progress's lead maybe on a
2: yeah. maybe on a smaller scale but yeah sure which is smart you sometimes you have to find where you fit in and it's not always doing the same thing as everyone else or going for the same piece of the pie as everyone else. Sometimes, sometimes your slice of the pie is smaller than other people's slice of the pie, but, but you're still getting a little bit of that pie too. So you're, you're not starving and it's a matter of finding that. And then, and then like creating your own thing. And it's very cool to see it again. I'm watching it really from the outside. Yeah. Yeah. But but it looked, it looked like it was a lot of fun to be a part of.
1: It's, it's incredible. man. Um, I'm going to say, I'm going to throw a few names at you that I like. What, what, about, what about Hangman Adam Page? Now I was a big, big fan of his from Ring of Honor. Have you seen much of him?
2: Yep, and I've become a big fan of his. And um, I didn't really know much about him until a few months ago. And um, he, right now, he, I think he more than most it's unfortunate there's not an audience. No, because like that audience really started, uh, they, they, they loved him. They really started taking him and he was becoming like, I thought the, the biggest thing they had. And I, you know, not having an audience, I think is like, as not hurt him. It just, it just stalled it. And it'll be cool to see when it's back to normal because man, he, he had really found what, whatever it was that like, that propelled him to the next level by a lot. I, I, and I think he's super young, right? I think he's, he's still mid, really
1: young. He's mid, mid-20s, um,
2: Adam. Yeah, that's yeah, scary.
1: I couldn't believe it in Ring of Honor. Not A. Hey, everyone, everyone fantasy Booker as a fan. Um, in my, yeah. If I was Booker, uh, obviously when Damian Priest was playing the character in Ring of Honor, um, they had some they had yeah. good matches, but I would have... Adam Page deserves to be TV champion, in my opinion. In my opinion, sure, sure. I could see a yeah, not Wrong. It, but like you said, it's different strokes for different folks, isn't it? It's what you like. For sure. That's what for I sure. like. He's hard yep. hitting. He's got charisma. He can move. Yeah.
2: He's got a bit of everything, hasn't he? Yeah, I agree. Yeah, he definitely does, and he's. Uh, I know I use this kind of phrase a lot, but he, he's like found. He's found who he is. Yeah. He really, I believe he's really found who he is. And what's, what's kind of scary, as long as he uh, keeps an open mind, and I don't know him at all. I, I don't, I've never no, met no. him. I don't believe I have. And um, I have a pretty good memory, so I don't believe I have. But he, as long as he keeps an open mind, what's crazy is what we're seeing now is just the beginning. So that's kind of scary.
1: Dal- Dalton Castle, I'm a big fan of as well. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I, I've seen his um, stuff. He could, he could go. He could. He, he's brilliant. He could be on a
2: bigger stage, hundred percent, no doubt. And, he, and, and and in time, he will be. He, I I think, yeah. Just the, where they those, those guys who take the take wrestling to this different art form. It's unbelievable. I just like
1: I did, Oh, it's just it's just everything with him. It's just everything. He's doing he's doing good stuff with Joe Hendry now. the, the tagging and ah uh, yeah all the stuff outside. So yeah, just cool, man. but That's right. Cool. <laughs> um, I was just, I think we should close out and talk about your wife. Okay. I'm a big fan. I'm a big fan of Natty. Um, yeah, I mean, my, she, wife, she, she, my wife, my wife, my wife isn't the biggest, um, fan of wrestling per se, but total beavers. Sure. total divas. She loves it. And obviously total bellas. And yeah, her, He's a big, she's a big fan. You're going to have to tell your wife about this after. Uh, I will. I know she gets it time and time again. And you
2: Yeah, it's cool, man. Total Divas has kind of like opened a bridge for some guys, yeah. their, their wives, and it's funny because ever since Total Divas, like I'll know right away what someone usually knows me from if they come up <laughs> and uh, they recognize me. If they call me Tyson or they call me TJ, I usually know right away yeah. what it is. And like, man, it's funny. It's funny how many people actually know me from total divas it's crazy
1: yeah it was just she she's like i'm not watching the wrestling but i said you'll watch you'll watch when they were cutting to the wrestling you know they show little bits of him in the ring yeah yeah she she likes she likes your wife honestly honestly so yeah that's, that's that's awesome that's cool man right man I think, I think we'll close out now. I don't want to take any more okay. of your time. Um, oh, where, no problem. Where can, the, where can the viewers and the listeners find you in terms of social so, media?
2: So my Instagram is at TJWilson711. I couldn't get TJ Wilson, so I added the 7 because that's my birthday. And it's also, it's a big convenience store here in, in America and in Canada. But, uh, uh, so I added the 7 because it's my birthday. Uh, and then my, my Twitter is at TJ It's very easy. That's cool, man. Right. Awesome. My guest. What an absolute pleasure, man. Honestly. My pleasure, man. Thank you so much. It was a great interview. And like I said, you asked me some questions that I'd never been asked. The moveset one was awesome. I I like when, I I like doing these interviews, but I like when someone asks me something that I've never been asked because it's something that I've literally, I, I can be a bit of a psycho like that. And I put a lot of thought into that. And I knew that my time in developmental definitely changed my moveset. It's so funny that you asked that. It's pretty awesome. Because I can
1: only imagine, do, you know, do obviously I was going to close out, but I'm going to carry on because I'm like, So, yeah. so it, it's cool hearing that because I always worry, like literally, I haven't, I haven't had the questions written down for this. You flowed so well. Um, yeah. It's nice. It's nice hearing that you had something different because I always worry about regurgitating the same
2: questions. What, what, what do I understand if, like, if I talk to... You know, if I talk to—I mean, i like, take bread out of it because I know him well personally. But if I talk to like Steve Austin about, you know, some of his matches, I'm sure I'm going to ask him the same questions that yeah. other people ask him because I don't see him on a daily. I get it. I understand. I, it doesn't bother me, but it just—it is like it's cool when someone says I mean, something you, totally different. Something yeah, fresh. Yeah, that's awesome. Something fresh to get your teeth into, right? Yeah, hell yeah.
1: My my guest today for Stu's Wrestling Podcast. All the way from the US of A, one of Canada's finest sons, TJ Wilson, aka Tyson Kid as we all know him. So cheers man.
2: Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it.
1: A big thank you to Stephen Ash and Ed Dowling for producing the track. It's Stu's Wrestling Podcast The Theme. So thank you very much for that lads. Much appreciated. Love it. It fits really well. So cheers. Thanks to you. Big thank you to mike angus for the show intro as always superb superb chris dutton thank you very much for editing once again appreciate it, buddy and also to lee who does my website lee puts the stuff up on the website without you guys i'd be screwed so once again as always appreciate everything you do for me and the time you spend doing the things you do for me it means a lot guys